Hey guys, I'm Sydney Swartman. I am the Florida FFA State Secretary. My name is Taylor Burns and I serve as the Area 3 State Vice President. And today we're going to be talking about the sessions three and four that air on June 24th. We are filming this about a week prior to that happening. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to tell you some funny stories. Uh, we're going to talk about the RAs, we're going to talk about the chairs, and just give you guys the real tea behind what goes on in Florida FFA. So, we have our session three. Uh, that The main topic for session three is talking a lot about passion. And that is going to be including our pro proficiency awards and my retiring address. That's a really short session. What time session. is it? 5.30. Make sure you tune in. Please tune in. <laughs> Check it out. And then session four, impact. So, we have the FFA Advisor of the Year Award, State Officer Advisor Recognition, Honorary FFA Degree Presentation, Foundation and Sponsor Recognition, Dice... Distinguished, <laughs> distinguished <laughs> service citation, state star awards, and then we are going to hear from Cole Hansen as he delivers his retiring address. And that's at 7.30 p.m. For session three, that is the boys' tri-chair. So you're going to have JP, Brayden, and Cole all chairing that session, and then that's Taylor's retiring address. And then session four, Taylor and Lauren get to chair it. Very A lot fun. of feminine power going on. And then that's Cole's retiring address to bring it really masculine back yeah. at the end. <laughs> um, so she just listed off a bunch of awards, and we actually know who won those awards. We have the scripts. Like, I can pull it I up know. right now and oh, say it. It's so and tempting. It, oh, it is really tempting, but I would never want to tell anyone the outcome because I don't want to take away that amazing moment when they hear their name called during the celebration. Yeah. Yeah. But let's kick it off with talking about the tri chair the tri -chair. for session three. They're so fun. Oh, they're so cute together. The they boys. are. I love them. JP and Brayden have a little bromance going on. Like, I'd love to see <laughs> it. It's cute. So, speaking of the tri chair session, JP just Snapchatted. Ooh. It's not loading. Oh, well. Guess he's not that important. <laughs> I guess not. But yeah, the guys are so precious together. Mm -hmm. They have this really cool intro. They talk about Hibachi, and Hibachi's kind of like our team's it's thing. Like the thing. It's like the team like cuisine. Yes. Yeah. I Okay, so, so I don't hate it. Yeah, she does. I'm just against really greasy food, and like... I watch them cook it in front of us, and they pour the oil on it, and then I stare as it glistens back at me, and it uh, just doesn't look good, and as it doesn't it settle well. Back at you. It does. It glistens. It almost winks. Like it's weird. I make eye contact with it. It's that shiny. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. 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 Anyways, but like, I just really don't like hibachi, and every time we get together as a team, they're like, "Let's go get hibachi," and I'm like again and then they all complain about their stomachs hurting afterwards and i'm like we do this every time it's a never-ending cycle of us going to get hibachi and me ordering spring egg rolls because i don't want to order actual hibachi and then i leave hungry so on the 25th it's my birthday shout out to myself wow. so way to just like <laughs> cut off that entire conversation so we're gonna get hibachi. this is the 24th this isn't even happening on the 25th <laughs> we're gonna get hibachi that day not hibachi hibachi it's hibachi. Hey. It's hibachi. I did hey, Japanese bachi. karate. I know just enough Japanese to know it's, an out, it's pronounced hibachi. Okay, let's talk about your retiring address filming. Mm, my retiring address. Okay, I didn't want to write a retiring address. So you know how every state officer is like really excited at the beginning of the year when they get elected? They're like, oh my god, we get to write retiring addresses. Like, okay, so side note, for all the candidates that... Or, you know, when you're thinking about it, like, as a candidate, you're like, I might be able to, be, like, be a state officer if I get elected. Do not go into the year thinking about what you're going to write for your retiring address. 
Because then you don't focus on the year. And then you're like, yeah. oh my god, I can't wait till convention. Oh, don't do that. That, no, no. Don't do it. Focus on your year. Focus on being you. Focus on being the best state officer you can. Because, like, at the end of the day, like, your retiring address is going to come to you. And that mm-hmm. was my issue at the beginning of the year. Like, I don't know if you did it, but did you think about, like, oh my god, can't wait to see what I'm going to write for my retiring address. Yeah, we were like, ooh, six months until it happens. Yeah, it was so annoying. Oh, wow, we were so dumb. Kids. Yeah. Anyways. So. Well, she says that, but, like, I remember a couple months ago, she would call me every day, like, Sydney, how's your retiring address coming? I have no idea what mine's going to be about. Yeah. Sydney, how's yours going? Like, what can I talk about? Can I bounce these ideas off you? And then one night, you it just... just came yeah. to me. I literally did not want to write a retiring address because I was like, what do I talk about? Now, the story of how I got my retiring address, um, I thought I was going to talk about my issues with my family and, like, how my mom is not there in my life. But then I was like, there's a bigger picture to that. Like, why would I talk about an issue that, granted, a lot of people have, but I don't want to just base it off me and my family life. Like, I just don't like that. Yeah. So I sat down one night, and I started thinking about my trip to Africa. I did not get accepted to the ILSSO trip, sadly. You know, it was really depressing. Um, I really thought I was going to get accepted, but I sent in a rough draft, um, and I could not resubmit it. Like, they only let you submit it once. National FFA says, like, once you submit it, you can't resubmit it, no matter if you messed up, yada, yada, yada. So we're at the Citrus Expo, and this is why I should have sent it before we got to the Citrus Expo, because I submitted the first draft, didn't submit the final one, was very upset, didn't figure that out till I got the letter that said, like, I couldn't go, and I was like, why? Like, what did I do? So I went to go back and reread my essay, and half of my essay was missing. I would sit there in bed, like, actually just sobbing every night, because my team... Every time we'd go to headquarters at an FFA event, they'd always be like, oh my god, we're so excited to go to ILSO. And, like, they didn't mean to, like, talk about it, but it just comes naturally. Like, when you're excited, like, you're like, oh my god, I'm going to Disney World tomorrow. Like, it's just a natural thing you do, you know? So it was really, it was really upsetting. It really hurt because all I would do was, I would just sit there as they talk about it, and then they would realize and be like, oh, we're sorry. Like, yeah. But you can't be sorry for that, you know? So it was a big lesson learned, and I was actually, I think I needed it more going to Africa than to Spain because I personally was very broken. I, I was not happy. Even though I was a state officer, a lot of people have the wrong misconceptions about state office. They think like we have like we're the most famous people ever and we're like the happiest people ever and we get everything that and it just comes to us and I think it's complete opposite. Yeah. Um you don't. As a state officer I believe my life got a lot harder. Um, it wasn't hard, but mentally it was draining because either you would hear very negative things said about you or people were jealous and people would put you down because they're like, just, it, it's just jealousy. It really stems off of jealousy. Um, and, you know, after I got elected, I still thought about the people who said as a candidate, like when I was a candidate, that I would not serve Florida FFA to the best of my ability and that I didn't have it in me. And those people who I thought were my friends, like, that hurt. And just for them to message me after I got elected hurt even more because you know it's it's backstabbing like they're like I knew you could do it but it's like yesterday you just said before I got elected that I would not serve Florida FFA the way I should or I wouldn't do a good job so those things hurt so in my RA I talk about how when I got to Africa like I found my happiness I found people that I could be myself around that wouldn't judge me that came from really bad past too and I really I found my happiness and I found who my who I was out there in another country Um, So that was, like, the best three weeks of my life, and I talk about how my whole life I've been walking in silence and how people pretty much couldn't hear the things I was saying, and they would brush it off, and 
I really learned to be myself and I found myself through my RA and I believe that's the most important thing I could have ever done. So I really encourage everybody to listen yes. and watch the RA because it's really impactful, I believe. It mm-hmm. it was amazing. Like once once we were at our retreat, I was getting really frustrated because I had a paragraph, guys. I had a paragraph and okay. my whole team was done with their RAs. And I was like, I don't know what to write about. And one day, I just, I was so upset. I was devastated. You know, at our officer tr- officer retreat, we're at the beach. We're in the middle of nowhere. We're supposed to have fun. And everybody was at the pool, and I was upstairs just crying because I was just lost. And I thought about my plane trip and how, or my plane trip, my, my trip to Africa and how I was on a plane, and that's where it all started. And so I'm very grateful for that. And um, I found myself. So check it out it's called the walk of silence mm-hmm. and uh 10 out, of, 10 out of 10 recommend yeah yeah so i remember sitting in the rcc which is uh this big church where we filmed our retiring addresses at and i was sitting there trying to focus on memorizing everything else that was coming and taylor was up there on stage and i was like i literally can't focus on anything because i can hear literally hear the emotion coming from her speech flowing out and you had a couple moments where you forgot words or like maybe it wasn't the most memorized right that happened for all of us um but I feel like those moments made it even better because then you had to ad lib and we really got to see the emotion that was behind your speech there's one line in it that I think we both know where you look at your camera and there's so much anger and you talk about your mom yeah and I think I looked around to the audience I was watching everyone set their phones down everyone was looking and like we all felt, felt the pain really? yeah we all felt it mm-hmm. so it is really impactful and it's one of the most down-to-earth and relatable and emotional retiring addresses I've ever heard mm-hmm. it's probably the most emotional retiring address of our entire year yeah it was really good Aww, very good so make sure you tune in guys it was just amazing um, kind of a funny story though to lighten oh, things up. Man. So, the, so the night before, right? Taylor and I we're like, we don't, we gotta go memorize, y'all. So we literally walk outside. It's raining, and we're like, okay, we can't. Oh no! So first we were in the hotel, right? And we found this conference room, and we we're gonna go practice in it. And we go over, and I open the door, and there's some guy in there. And he was like, oh, it's okay, you can come in, I'm just leaving. And we walk in, and we start practicing. And I'm, like, sitting on a table, Taylor's, like, rolling around on the floor. And, and the guy who's in charge of the hotel walks in, and he goes, you guys aren't allowed to be in here. And we're like, oh, God, we're so sorry. And so then we had to go outside and practice. So Taylor and I walked outside of this random hotel in an area we had no idea about, just walked down the road and started screaming RA in the rain at some trees. And the people that passed by would literally <laughs> slow down and look at yeah, us. Yeah, they're like, are they okay? It just looks like they're talking to the air. <laughs> oh, man. That was really That's fun. how you have to memorize, That's though. Really I, I'm really glad we did that. That was the best time ever, honestly. It was fun. And I could hear Taylor, like, really far off in the distance saying her retiring address. And I was like, shut up. Just <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Just kidding. No, no. I was like, memorize more. Keep going. Sure. <laughs> Anyway, so we go back inside, and I get on a phone call with my good friend, Tyler Hewitt, and I didn't want to bother everyone else that was in the room, and I was rooming with Taylor and Lauren, so I decided to sit in the closet in the dark and take this phone call. And at some point, I just started playing with the door, and Taylor and Lauren are sitting on these beds. So uh, Lauren's on this bed, Taylor's on this bed, and I'm in a closet over here, and I'll, I'll let you say it from your perspective. So then Lauren and I, so there's 
there's a closet and two beds and so i'm this is the closet and this is one bed and i'm in this bed and then lauren is over here so she's looking towards the closet and i'm looking towards lauren on my phone (laughs) and lauren goes taylor the closet just opened now i was like lauren like stop i know you're tired go to bed so she's like no taylor and i'm like okay cool lauren so i get back on my phone (laughs) (laughs) i look towards the closet she goes taylor's doing it again and i looked and nothing happened i'm like lauren stop and I, all of a sudden, you hear, and I see the closet door open, and Lauren and I's eyes got so big, and I was like, this is it, like, we're done, we're gonna die. <laughs> it sounded like Sydney was in the bathroom and not the closet, and so it was a good time. I should have kept rolling with it, like, I could have, like, crept my hand around the door and seen you guys just die. Oh, fun times. But yeah. Oh, and then, like, uh, they were screaming. And Mr. Simmons, who is our executive secretary, he was in the room next to us, and he oh texts us, and he goes, hey, is everything okay? I hear screaming coming from your room. And we're like, oh, God, what do we say? What do we say? Like, what do we say? So I look at Sydney, and I go, just tell him that you scared me after I got out the shower. Yeah. And then I was, he, she sent it, and he's like, okay, just making sure. Be safe. There's riots happening down the road. Yeah, and we're, like, we're like, oh, man, we're in so much trouble. Yeah. That poor man. He was just trying to sleep, trying to serve our organization. Sorry, Mr. Simmons, if you watched this. Yeah. But they really thought they were going to die, so I'm glad you did check in. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Mr. Simmons. Yeah. Okay, what else were we going to talk about? Oh, session four, right? Okay, so (gasps) this is the session you and Lauren share, and then Cole's retiring her dress. Um, How did filming go? Oh, my goodness, guys. Okay, funny story. (sighs) So, Lauren and I had one of the biggest like session scripts it was ridiculous it was long and I was getting really frustrated because I had so many parts and like when it comes to memorization like it's just not it and then with convention not happening it was really rough because it's just really it's unmotivating sometimes and you have to remind yourself like you're not doing this for yourself as state officers we're doing this oh I almost burped (laughs) for the members and so I did not my last half of my script was rough and so I remember staying up till 3 30 in the morning and I had four cups of coffee. I had four cups. I had to memorize a script. And so... Are you going to tell them the story about the boys with the yes. coffee cup? <laughs> it's 1.30 in the morning, and I'm on my second cup, right? And so I needed more coffee. So I go, I walk into the kitchen where I have quarters. And all of a sudden, I see them trying to flip cups on their butt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that was what they were doing. <laughs> Gosh. They were just like... Like, they were just like, okay, let's, like, flip the cup. And so the cup, like, I, I can't, I can't even. And so then, like, I, I, I walk in, I set my coffee, or my coffee cup under the coffee maker, and I press start, I walk back into the office to grab something, and I walk back in, and all of a sudden, they're all standing in a circle like this, and then they, like, they were just frozen. And I was like, what are you guys doing? And they all point their guns towards me. It was just, it was just a really weird instance that's weird and then cole dumped my cup of coffee out and told me i didn't need it and to go to bed and i made another cup of coffee and then went back to the office but yeah it was pretty interesting i memorized the scripts it was it was a little rough but i got it down um it it was just interesting yeah yeah a lot of blooper reels yeah for sure for sure Man, I can't wait for Kevin to put that together. I know, That's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Yeah. For those of you who didn't listen to the previous podcast, which you should because it was really funny, um, Kevin is our producer. He was in charge of the sound. He was in charge of the filming. He was in charge of setting up the room, uh, making sure that 
everything just looked mm-hmm. pretty good. So shout out to Kevin. He's awesome. Uh, he worked for a national FFA for some time. Yeah. And Florida FFA. And Florida FFA, yeah. Yeah. Really cool dude. Um, but let's talk about Cole's retiring address. Um, I love the message. Cole's awesome. So mm-hmm. Cole's retiring address was show up. So we got this topic from when we went to Brenneman Farms, which is a big, big pork producing uh, establishment. Um, so in we, Iowa. In Iowa, yeah. yeah. So we went there. We were having dinner with the family after we got done delivering piglets. It was really awesome. Um, and Mr. Brennan was just telling us a story of how in order to be successful, you have to show up. No matter how early in the morning you have to uh, wake up or how late you go to bed or what you face, what obstacles, show up. So I remember Cole saying, that's going to be my RA topic is to show mm-hmm. up. So he talked about how he's seen FFA members strive above and beyond and to show up in just the most, you know, hardest circumstances and be successful. So I really loved Cole's RA. I think it's something that we could all learn a lesson from. If we want to be successful, we have to make the effort to show up. Yeah, I love his message. Just absolutely love it. And the way he talks about it is really cool. So he starts out with like being a little fifth grader and going to the Tropicana speech contest and being super nervous and then falling in love with public speaking and how if he didn't show up on that day to the speech, then he would have never fallen in love with public speaking and Mm -hmm. become an FFA state officer. And then he talks about an FFA member that he worked with in the show ring whose pig had um, a limp uh, leg. I don't know the yeah, right terminology. Yeah, pig he had a lame. a lame leg. And um, even though he knew he wasn't going to win or even place, he still showed up and went into the ring. And the judge recognized him for um, just being, being there. Being there, showing up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was a really cool story. He doesn't mention the name of the FFA member in it, which I think is really cool. And I think that's going to mean a lot. To the one FFA member he does talk about. Yeah. And we're not going to leak that name yet. Yet. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just really good. There were some funny moments during the filming of it, though. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) what's cool about the filming is if you mess up, we can just cut it and, like, jump to where you're not messing up again. So in the moments when Cole would forget his speech, you would see him walking, and then he would just freeze. (laughs) And then he would be like, lime. And he would get the line, and then he would uh, continue the speech from there. But yeah. he would, like, stop and wait until he got the line. That way it wouldn't seem like anything changed yeah. or that he forgot it. But no. Sorry really for funny. calling you out, Cole. We love you, Cole. Yeah, we love you, Cole. Um, he also has a really funny line in there about bricks. <gasps> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, he talks about how after he gives the speech for the Tropicana speech contest, it feels like he released a bunch of bricks. Which is it was really like a funny, funny it's line. Just the way he said it. Yeah. It just really adds to it. But yeah, yeah. shout out to Cole. Shout That's out to Cole. Awesome. Yeah. But, yeah. I think that wraps up our sessions. Yeah. So remember to tune in June 24th. That, is, that should be tonight at 5.30 and 7.30 to hear our sessions. That's session three and session four. Taylor and Cole are going to be retiring. Check it out. Love you guys.